Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Hey, 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 team. Welcome to In a Mississippi Minute. You are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios with me and my guest today, as he's another man who knows a thing or three about ice. And let me tell you, it's a good thing because I don't know much about it at all. Born in Chicago, Illinois. Well, there you go. He's a four-time Olympic U.S. speed skater, an NHL skating and performance coach, owner of DC Hybrid Skating, a performance training center for hockey players in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We're going to find out if he's still doing that. And a downright good guy, and the man can move the little white ball on the golf course extremely well. He was inducted into the U.S. Speed Skating Hall of Fame back in 08. Looking forward to getting to know him better with you right now the great Dave Crookshank. Appreciate that. That was a really nice intro. That was awesome. Appreciate it. It goes downhill, you know, from here on out. Everybody <laughs> says, oh, Steve did a little work. Now it goes a little sideways. You're heading to Duluth, Minnesota. Is that right? Yeah. So we're going up. My son plays uh, hockey at, at Division One for Colorado College. Uh, my nephew played there as well. So we got kind of a, a lineage that through Colorado Colorado College. I've also trained a bunch of guys from there, but they play uh, They play Duluth, who's won the national championships uh, in hockey the last two years. Um, wow. So it's going to be a big a big weekend for them, and CC's coming off uh, a good weekend. They swept St. Cloud, and St. Cloud's got uh, a great program. I think they haven't been swept at home in their building since 2016, so Colorado College came in there last week, did that. So we're looking to try to sweep again uh this weekend with these guys and get them some momentum here before the holidays um, and all the kids are off for Thanksgiving and then they play another couple games and then they're off for for Christmas for a couple days and then really it, it starts I would say their playoffs or whatever where they start doing a lot of league play and then um, earning their bid to get to uh, the NCAA championship. Okay, so as a dad versus, I love asking this question because I know the answer but I still like hearing it uh, you know, from from my guests, because great athletes who have children that are performing on that stage as well, uh, a crazy great feeling, right? Better than anything you've ever done. It's so unique, Steve. It's it's uh, because when you're an athlete, you you can control everything, right? So yeah. you know, the nerves are you're confident in your ability, and you're confident in yourself, and you're confident in 
the environment that you're putting yourself into because you've prepared for it. Where this, it, it, you know, it's your kid and you want them to do well and how are they going to face adversity and how are they going to, you know, meet the challenges that you face that sometimes, you know, bummed you out, got you exhilarated. I mean, you have all these, all these emotions are rolling through your gut as you're watching your kid. And, um, you know, both of our kids are, are on the ice. You know, Grant's playing hockey and Blair, my daughter, is going for the Olympic speed skating team. So Unreal. with both kids, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And even maybe more so with my daughter who's on the speed skating line, which, yeah. you know, you're stationary. It's there. At least I can yell at my kids, hit somebody yeah. or, <laughs> you know, get the puck or, you know, but with your, with my daughter, it's, it's, you know, you're waiting for the gun to go off. Like, okay, go, go, go. Okay, go. Yeah, and it's so it's it's such a unique feeling, but it's a it's a feeling you know it's it's really a cool feeling because they're following what they want to do. We've never pushed them into sports. Um, they followed my son's, uh, you know, from the time that he basically could, you know, have a conversation or you know make gestures at you or smile at you. Whenever he went in an ice rink, he was happy. Wow. Um, and like when Bonnie would go out of town for, you know, different events and promo events, you know, I right. would take him to the hockey games and whether he had an ear infection, a cold, he wouldn't cry. He wouldn't do anything for the two and a half hours of a hockey game. He just, he loved it. He's always loved it. He didn't want to sleep with a blanket in his crib. He slept with a little shinny stick, which is a little mini hockey stick. Um, and he would hit the little, what's the thing, you know, that goes above the crib and has all the you know, things on it. He yeah. would hit that. And, and it, it, you know, he hit golf balls. He did tennis balls. He's just always had um, a huge passion for hockey. So um, it's fun to watch them follow their dreams. And, and wherever that takes them, you know, we're excited and proud that they've made the decision to follow their dreams. Because in today's world, that's a, not many people get to do that. So it's that's pretty special. We're talking to Dave Cruikshank. He's rolling down a Minnesota highway or close. All right. So, Dave, we, we are, a lot of my guests don't know you're married to the great – you're, you're married to the great Bonnie Blair. You mentioned – so you named your daughter – you guys named your daughter Blair. And uh, am I right so far? Am I screwing things up? No, you are right. It's not Blair Blair, which a lot of people are like, how yeah. can you name your kid Blair Blair? <laughs> Blair Cruikshank. Yeah. Okay. So how did you and Bonnie meet? I mean, I, I mean, were you guys skating around this? I'm trying to get my my time frame right. Uh, I've had I've had like 11 lives. I'm, I broke the cat record, you know, and so in my in my music career. But when did you guys meet? And were you racing at the same time? You guys were, weren't you? Yeah, we were, and and that's a great question. We've known each other as most speed skaters do, whether it's you know Dan Jansen or whoever. Uh, we've known each other since we were little rugrats, right? So I probably started skating, you know, seven, eight years old. And Bonnie was from Champaign, as you mentioned. I was from Northbrook in Chicago, Northside. Um, so, you know, each weekend there were different speed skating meets. So it would be like NASCAR or whatever. There's a different event every weekend. And the speed skaters would all travel as a group to those events. So, you know, yeah. her family knew the Jansons and, and knew our family. And so you know, we knew each other. You know, since we were at the oldest, probably 10. Um, and then, yeah, then we started. I made my first Olympic team at 18. All right, wait, wait, uh, we wait one. Don't move right there. I'm going to get you. I'm losing you a little bit. Hold on. Let me make sure I still okay. got you. Talk away for a second. Okay. Got me? Not quite. 
Okay. Oh, there you go. You're back. Okay, so okay. back up a touch. So, yeah, my, I made my first uh, Olympic team at 18, and so Bonnie and I had known each other for a long, long time. But at, at that age, then you start traveling together to the different World Cups and the different, you know, events around the world, um, and we're both sprinters. And usually sprint team men and women travel together, and then the distance men and women travel together. So, yeah, we started traveling together, just became good friends, nothing romantic. Um, and then just started hanging out more and more, really enjoyed wow. each other's company. And then one thing led to another. And yeah, here we are. We got married in 96 and uh, had our son in 98. So been together a long time, a long, long time. And you know, known each other even longer. That, that, I love hearing that. I'm so it's so it's, it's greater and thicker and deeper because of the sport you're in and that competitive, those competitive juices becoming really, really good friends traveling together and all of a sudden you guys realize that you're meant to be i just think that that's a, a heck of a foundation for any relationship and uh i know you guys got that right and it's, it's pretty awesome man so i was talking to chad hedrick going from his inline skating legendary days to ice skates you know when he's got these skates and they're in the stores and all this but he said it just there was a void him switching from that to ice have you ever, you guys ever discussed that? And how difficult do you think that was for him? And was he just crazy talented to be able to do it? Yeah, I mean, I'm a pigeon compared to Bonnie, Dan, and Chad. And I think those guys are in a different a different league than myself. And, and I know when Chad originally started with ice, and, and I might be wrong on the story, but I know he came into the ice and, and tried it for a little bit. And then I think like a lot of inline uh, athletes, they come in and think that they're going to have immediate success. And and speed skating is so incredibly uh, technical, and right. it's so much about efficiency. Uh, just like the golf swing, it's it's you can have big guys, but they you know get out hit by guys that are five foot you know six and like Justin Thomas and, and weigh one hundred and fifty five right. pounds. So it's it's very similar to that. And and inline skating is more. Um, you know, you can get it done on conditioning and the technique is not quite as important from what I understand. Um, so I, you know, I think he struggled, he let it go for a little bit and then he came back. And when he came back, um, I think things just started to click for him and he was one hell of a skater and one hell of an athlete and even more of a competitor, uh, which is probably what it ends up coming down to, uh, um, in the long run anyway is is all of our top guys, Bonnie, Dan Jansen, Eric, or Chad, you know, Derek Parr, who came over, Brittany Bow, who's our, our best inline skater, or was a great inline skater, is our best female um, skater right now, and we're current world record holder. You know, they compete, and it doesn't matter what the sport is, um, you got to have people that compete. I love it. We're talking to Dave Crookshank, rolling down a Mississippi Highway with me, but he's in part somewhere in Minnesota, almost uh, slash Wisconsin. You're in the Keep Missing the Beautiful Studios. We'll be right back. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rolling down a Minnesota highway, not me, Dave Crookshank. He's heading to see his... His his boy, his baby boy, has always been his baby boy. He's his first child, I guess. Uh, but still yeah. your baby boy, you've got two kids. Is that right? You and Blair, is that right? 
Yeah, we got Grant, who's 21 and playing for college uh, at yeah. Colorado College, playing hockey, and then Blair's speed skating at 19. So, got our hands full. What made you guys decide as a family? Uh, because I know you had to have some sort of say. I mean, when you come from the uh, the name uh, and and the history of you and Blair. It seemed like Grant would probably include you in your decisions, like the Mannings or all, you know, Archie's included. He knows the sport. He knows coaches. Did you guys play a role in him deciding to go to, to, this, to the school he's at? Um, a little bit. Mike Havlin, who's the head coach there, was actually in Chicago when uh, he was the, the farm club coach, so the American Hockey League coach. Um, and we started to build a relationship there um, because I was doing some of the skating there um, and some of the performance stuff. So, I knew uh, Havlin, and then, like I say, we had my nephew played um, in kind of the early 2000s, played hockey for Colorado College. Bonnie has family there, so that school was always a part of the equation. But, you know, I think the tipping point was having a coach that believed in our son um, and believed in his his talent and and his heart and where he wanted to go Um, and is giving him the opportunity to, you know, try to accomplish that. So Grant's the youngest captain as a sophomore um, in Colorado College history. So we're quite proud at that. And um, I think that shows his leadership and and kind of his passion to get, you know, to the National Hockey League, which is what he ultimately wants to do. Which is what I was going to ask you is is his goal doing that. And and then I was going to ask you, and you just answered that, but as a a guy that competed like you did and and your wife, you guys were all in. When the day came for you to retire, was there a period of, okay, the next Olympics will do it? Uh, did it drag on more for you or more for Bonnie? Uh, you know, I always say like uh, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Brett Favre. You know, it's hard leaving football for them. Uh, what was it like for you guys? Yeah, no, another great question. And I think it's it's leaving the culture of it more than – I think I knew my last year, um, you know, I tried to make my fifth team out in Salt Lake City for the 2002 Amazing. games. But, you know, my heart just wasn't, I had two kids, family, you know, kind of started to take over as being more meaningful and more passionate for me. Um, and I just, I knew I was done. And um, and so it was easy for me. When I was done, I was done. I never looked back. I started uh, DC Hybrid Skating, you know, yeah. for coaching. Um, and I just kind of, it was like I was done one day and I was, went to work the next day so it was actually a really easy transition for my wife it was a lot a lot harder I think when in the fall came and you know could smell the leaves and the weather's changing and the in the sun is is going down at a different time which always means hey for us it's time to compete now like our season starts and mm-hmm. uh well it just started the world cup circuit just started last week so um when fall rolls around it's kind of like you get the juices going like okay let's start the play um, and it was harder for her, um, you know, and I think even now her t- her times are are still kind of good enough to probably make some of our teams, which is amazing. But I mean, seriously, um, seriously, she can still go. She can still go. She's just one of those athletes that just, just it's the it factor on top of the competitiveness, on top of, I, I always tell people there, there are a couple, you know, I'm from Chicago, so I love Michael Jordan. Uh, I've gotten to meet Tiger Woods a couple times, and there are a couple people that I just Michael, Tiger, Bonnie. They <laughs> just have a, yeah. <laughs> a different a different way of competing, and nothing against all the other athletes out there. But when you know when she needed to compete, 
she won. And, um, and it was amazing to watch, you know, intimately watch her flip the switch from having a conversation with Steve on the sidelines. And then she's like, oh, I got a race now. And then it was like, like, what is that look in her eye? Like, wow. who's that? Yeah. And I mean, she just, just had that had that look, you know. Well, five gold medals, correct? How many world yep. championships? Uh, I think she won three, maybe world championships, number of world records, yeah, bronze medal as well, um, track records galore. Uh, it just, yeah, she had an amazing, amazing career, and um, it's fun to watch people like that compete. That's why everyone's addicted to Tiger, right? Because it's a uh, it's just when they turn it on, there's just like get out of the way. Well, he <laughs> won it. He, you know, he, first of all, he wins the tour championship, and I, I'm telling you something. I was holding my breath the whole way because during our time yeah. of growing, you know, at a certain we grew up with him, and so you know we remember him being on on TV as a little boy, and and you're going like there's you believe for some reason in my mind, me and my friends believed. You know what I'm saying? Like we we ex- not only believed, we expected it. And then when he would do the unexpected, even though you expected it, it was another level of like, oh, my, how did he <laughs> yeah. do it? But when he wins the Tour Championship, after you know what he'd been, been through mentally and physically, or physically and mentally, whichever you say, and then and then he wins, uh, you know, uh, the uh, almost wins the FedEx, FedEx, FedEx Cup that year, which is almost crazy. And then crazy. he wins the Masters, and then he wins again recently. Like, it's almost like when he's feeling good, and 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 do you ever think about that? You talk about okay, so Bonnie is just like that. So we know that. So you're saying that she could maybe go out right now and do it. I see Tiger as a really smarter player. You know, he because he's relying on his knowledge now, what he can do in this in the world of skating. Could you compare that with Bonnie right now? If she had to go back, does the mind play a, a large role? in it as much as being physically able to compete. Oh, for sure, 100%. And and that's uh, you know, as you said, what was really cool about Tiger not only for our generation because we got used to it, but with our son like my son, your son, they got to see it. Like now they got to see like they always heard Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, yeah. you know, Michael Jordan made comebacks, but they were never the same. But when Tiger won that FedEx and then he won again at the Masters, you're like, that's it. That's what we grew up with, and mm-hmm. that's such a cool a cool thing. And mentally, nobody better, right? I mean, the guy was unreal, but there was a – we were Dan Jansen just had a, recently a, a uh, 25th-year anniversary commemorating, you know, his, his triumph in mm-hmm. Lillehammer at the 94 Games. And he brought in Chrissy Yamaguchi, mm-hmm. Mary T. Maher. Chrissy Yamaguchi is a gold medal figure skater. Chrissy uh, – um, Mary T. Maher was – uh, world record holder for almost 30 years in swimming. Um, Jackie Joyner Kersey, um, and then he had Eric Hyden on there on the panel, and they were asking him. Uh, Jimmy Roberts was asking these questions, and it was it was the most stimulating, awesome. Like an hour and a half went by, and it was like what? Like it was just so cool because they asked those questions, Steve, and they said, "What do you think mentally?" You know, it, is it mental? Is it physical? When you guys get to that level, like, how do you win? And it, the answers were staggering. I thought it would be, you know, it's 30% mental, uh, you know, 60%, you know, physical, whatever it would be. Yeah. Christy Amaguchi said it was 75% mental. Mary T. Maher said it was like, you know, 65% mental. 
Huh. Um, Jackie joined at Kersey, said it, same thing. Like, it was, you know, 75% mental. I was, like, staggered that these people are saying, when you get to that level, um, you just really have to be able to turn on the zone. And maybe that's what I just could never do. And, you know, your your peripherals take over, and you're like, oh, hey, there's Jimmy, and oh, there's Billy. And, you know, they could just get into that zone, Um better than anybody else and there's nothing wrong that other guys there are lots of good golfers and lots of good skaters and but certain guys can just flip that switch and like i say to intimately see that happen with my wife was that's just that it factor that they just have it you know well let's just say one thing you're you're being humble because you're you are a hall of fame member you don't get in the hall of fame by you know just uh not being being great as well, so they're just not gonna—they're not giving you a freebie, you know. So, so that's—you've had an amazing career. What I love the fa- love is that y'all, you and your your bride are able to share in all of that and help your kids with any sort of challenges that come along the way because they've they follow, they're following your footsteps or of being athletes, you know. And so, and I, I feel like that if they would have done if maybe your daughter would have been a volleyball player or your son would have been a basketball star, it wouldn't have mattered because it's it's still a sport. And you know the time that it takes that you have to put in uh, to get ready. And then you, you guys obviously have the mind part. We're with Dave Cruikshank. He's rolling down a um, – are you in Minnesota right now? Are we in Minnesota yet? I'm just about there. Okay, so you're not in Minnesota. You're not, what, what highway – what state are we in right now? I'm rolling down 94 towards Eau Claire, Wisconsin. But okay. then I'll be flipping all up right. going towards Duluth. All yeah. right. That's all right. It's cold. I like it. All right. So it's you cold. get to play DJ. We are the birthplace of American music. As sure as you know how, how to get on those skates and fly, we've created a lot of great music in our state. It's just crazy. So you get to play DJ. Would you like to hear into the break? Let me think in my mind here. I'm trying to shake it up a little bit. Uh, Muddy Waters or Howlin' Wolf? Do a little muddy waters. I haven't heard that in a while. I got it. With Dave Crookshank in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. He's keeping the highways clean right now. We're gonna be right back. I'm Steve Azar. Some muddy water. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar in Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. I'm with legendary speed skater, and we're going to talk hockey in a second because I want to understand the comparisons with Dave Cruikshank. Uh, I love saying his name. Let's talk about hockey. Was hockey your first love? I mean, you start early. You talk about skating. Take me back to the beginning with you. And then when you, you, you say you retire from the ice, but when you do, you go right back, you, you go back to something that you know so well, hockey, and, uh, and you go off and co- coach and consult, I guess is the best way to explain it. So sort of take me there. 
Yeah, so I grew up, um, and Northbrook just historically has had, uh, on the north side of Chicago, has had a great uh, legacy of of hockey programs and speed skating programs. We've had a speed skater in the Olympics since 1952 in consecutive Olympics until I retired in 2001. But yeah, we had a great uh, legacy of that. The hockey programs have great. So I started there, uh, loved doing that, but my parents didn't really like the hockey parents, which anyone who's been around soccer parents or hockey parents, they can be a little a little crazy. So now as a parent myself, I certainly understand what they saw. So they took me to a speed skating practice. And from there, I, I just really fell in love with it. I love to drive fast. I love to anything fast. I like. And so immediately I was addicted to speed skating and racing and competitive and trying to beat other people. Um, so I did that, you know, for skated internationally for 16 plus years. Um, and then, uh, like you say, I started DC, uh, hybrid skating and I name it hybrid because I, I coach with the blend of speed skating and hockey. Um, and I coach from the physics of it. So there's only a certain way to move on the ice and the physics of it is you have to create downforce, push to the side and you have to move your legs. So we push with that or I, I coach and, and push my philosophy on athletes, teams. Uh, I got a new skate that's coming out now that I'm looking to sell to one of the major companies. Um, so we've re- tried to reinvent uh, equipment. I've already started one company uh, with Mario Lemieux, and then we sold it to Easton, Easton Hockey. Um, so I'm on my second go-around of that. So anything, like you said, that has to do with ice, going fast, competing, um, I'm kind of addicted to, and I've been with, uh, the Dallas Stars organization, Chicago Blackhawks organization, and now I'm currently with the Los Angeles Kings. Um, so, you know, anything that that uh, has to do with ice or hockey, and my kids are in it. So if it's cold and it's uh, got ice, I'm probably going to be not far uh, <laughs> from where it is. Okay, so you look like you were a good tailback or a linebacker growing up. Did you play football as well? I do. My parents wouldn't let me Oh, well, either. How about well, that? Which well, I'm very, very thankful for now because all my buddies that did play are uh, their knees are shot, their ankles yeah. are shot, their shoulders are shot, or whatever. Okay, let's talk about that health wise. Being in the sport that you were has allowed you to actually stay in shape better and and protect uh, your parts better. I don't, you know, I don't know if the actual motion does, Steve, but I, I'm positive that the work ethic does. Um, you know, we have skaters that retire and they, you know, never skate again or they never work out again or, but it's rare just because this sport, you know, we had to, for 11 months out of each year, we were training right. essentially almost twice a day. So it, it just absolutely becomes who you are and your identity and who you are in your soul. And so my kids look at us and they're like, you know, Bonnie and I will be out riding on a yeah. hard interval ride and they look back and we're right with them or we're actually pulling them. And they're like, what, like, what are you guys doing? Bonnie's 55, you're 50. Like, are you like, what's going on here? And they're like, I'm not doing that when I'm 50. And I'm like, ah, you might be surprised because I never thought I would yeah. be skating past 22, let alone, you know, working out as hard as I do you know, at 50, but it's just, I'm, I'm a pretty grumpy guy if I don't get a good workout in, um, you know, in the day. So I just, I like pushing myself and I'm probably going to be that way till, you know, my dad's 86 and still works out every day. So it's, it's just kind of, I think who we are and, uh, yeah, you got to be very protective of, you know, our joints aren't the same and our ligaments aren't the same. And, um, and staying on top of all that is, 
and just becoming healthy, right, which is a massive epidemic and, oh, no, no, I agree. I agree. around the world, you know, right now is getting kids out and getting them active. And in the sports world, you wouldn't believe that there's, uh, there's a great company, SpiderFit Kids, um, that's actually just going around and they play games with kids, like, because they don't go out in the parks anymore and they don't, they're all stuck to these video games yeah. and, and, you know, and, and so you got to get out and get moving like we did when we were kids. And I think I just try to keep that same mentality. I don't have any structure. It's just what I feel like doing for the day, I'll do. And oh, man, when uh, we grew that's up, the best way to stay healthy. When you were on the ice and you were, say, say, in, in, uh, it was before the 90s. You 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 win the trials in the thousand yep. meters. First of all, who was up against you? What class of guys were up against you in America and abroad? And then uh, I, I guess answer that first, real quick for me. What, who, who, yeah, who, that, that that was the one of the, my proudest moments because we did we had some of the great skaters. We had uh, Dan Jansen, who was the current so Dan world was there, sprint champion. Right? Yeah. yeah, and then we had Eric Flame, who was a silver medalist at the Olympics a couple couple weeks later. Um, and then we had Nick Thomas, who was, I don't know if he had the world record at that time, but, uh, you know, he was a top three skater in the world. Um, so we, I had very, very stiff competition and, um, you know, and I just, I, I was a weird, I was a weird kid that I was possessed to just want to do it. I, one of the, the funny stories that I tell is good morning America actually sent a film crew to Milwaukee a couple weeks before the trials. And they said, Hey Dave, would you mind, uh, doing that? Like, of course, like this would be great, right? Who doesn't want to be on Good Morning America, right? Yeah. So they brought the film crew out, but they didn't tell me what the piece was about. Well, when I got there and started micing me up, they said, hey, you know, this is great. Thanks for participating. You know, we're really excited to talk to someone that, you know, is an up-and-coming skater because I had won the Junior World Championships the year before uh-huh. that in the in the 500 meters. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I had a reputation as being a pretty good sprint guy. And they said, well, what's it feel like to be, you know, the piece is going to be on a guy that, you know, is a young guy, but probably with that type of stiff competition, you know, the world record holder and, and the world champion, like, you're not going to make it. Are they putting this and negative kinda, negative thoughts in your mind? Are you kidding? Yeah, and I kind of was like, okay, so I'm like, all right, I'll roll with it. So they turn yeah. the cameras on, and they start doing the piece, and the guy asked me that. He said, hey, you know, how do you feel about that? And I said, well, I'm going to make the team. But like, I, I'm not even really thinking about that. Um, you know, I've had a really good off season. My summer was great. Uh, I've, you know, had really good success so far in the fall, like, and I'm really pumped to try to make the team with guys like Dan Jansen and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And the guy goes, hey, look, you know, this is really a piece on this and, you know, whatever. And so I repeat the same thing again. So now <laughs> I see him starting to get kind of ticked off. And he goes, if you if you answer that way one more time, the interview's over. Come so on. So he asked it again. He asked it again. Yeah. And I did it again. And I'm yeah. like, look, I'm just really happy to be here <laughs> and excited at the opportunity. And he goes, this interview's over. And he laughed, like shut the cameras down. And I was like, do we remember him Sorry. at all? Because we remember you. So where'd he go? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and it was a pretty popular guy. I forget what his name was. I don't know. It was Steve Fox or I don't know what it was, but it was like, you know, really? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. But it was. You've got to have that mindset in life, right? And whether you're, you know, want to be a CEO of a company or you want to make a high school team or, you know, you want to be a, you know, a star musician or actor or director like you, you got to be, you got to be kind of cuckoo, right? And kind of possessed with like, I'm going to do this, you know? You know, I had, I had, uh, this is not, you know, I'm I'm a Catholic boy and I was doing the anthem at Michigan uh, Motor Speedway. 
uh, Detroit for a NASCAR race. And I the first, I mean, the last thing I hear is, hey, hey, buddy, after he did the invocation, don't forget the words. And I said, are you kidding me, Father? I mean, are, are you kidding me? You're serious about this. I mean, you don't want that negative thought in your mind. You know, and, and a lot of times, as people as jokes would say it, you know, like you're doing Lambo, Monday yeah. Night Football. I think my brother said, hey, don't forget the words. And I went, are you kidding? You can't do that, you know, because right. I never think about that. Never. Yep. But if you put it in your never. mind and you think about the words, it'd be like thinking about every motion that you're doing in skating rather than just letting it happen. And, you yep. know, I mean, if you ask me as a songwriter, if you say, Steve, tell me the lyrics to such and such, such, such that you wrote. And I'm going like, I can't tell you that a lot of times if I ever think about it, I just have to do it. So it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know yeah. my mind, my mind gets sideways. It's like 135 yards over the water, nothing but net. But the minute you say over the water, yeah. you're like, oh, man. And you love watching like the tour championship, right, where guys got to go for, I don't know what the yardage is on that hole, <laughs> right, 17, the island hole. Oh, and yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Like, and those guys could hit that. You know, oh, you're talking about sawgrass. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, like they yeah. could hit that all day long, right? But the minute you put negativity in there, it's, uh, yeah, you just, you can't live life in the negative, right? You got to just be. Yeah, I love it. As I say to my kids, send it. I like, I'm cool with you. As long as you send it and you send it hard, do whatever you want to do. Because there yeah. is no fail after that, right? No, okay. So, no, there is, there is no, because you, you've done what you came to do and that you did it with the right attitude. With Dave Cruikshank in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. All the way back to 1943, Guarantee Bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. We are proud to be your local big-time bank. So when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust, and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around, let Guarantee Bank with its 17 convenient locations, help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, I'm Steve Azar in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. I'm with, we're talking with Dave Cruikshank. We're, we're, we're winding down a Mississippi Minute, and uh, I'm going to let him get to his his son and, and pull him through uh, tonight. But, hey, so your daughter, let's talk real quick. You're talking about Olympics. Uh, com, you know, she's got four big shoes to fill. You know, so as parents, as coaches and mentors, and knowing what she's got, uh all of the above uh, in her mindset. Where is she? Does she listen? Uh, and in your mindset and Bonnie's mindset, uh, does she, does she have it? Have it? She's uh, yeah. And the short answer is she has it. It's going to be up to her, and that's kind of been our message from the very beginning. And 
it was weird because she started on it, and life is, is crazy, right? She started as a gymnast, was a very accomplished gymnast, won state championships in, in Wisconsin, started having really bad wrist issues. And so we actually took her out to Dr. Hyden, Dr. Eric Hyden, the five-time gold medalist in 1980. His wife is one of the best hand surgeons um, in the yep, country, right, so we went right. out to see her in um, in Park City, Utah, and she said, you know what, Blair, like, you have permanent damage, and um, I, I really don't think you can be a gymnast anymore, which was pretty crushing for a girl who, you know, wanted to go to college and be, uh, be a gymnast and, and do that for another X amount of years, right, eight years or whatever that would have been at that time. I think she was 13, 14. So meanwhile, Bonnie was over at Sochi at the Olympics. And um, I said, hey, Blair, let's take our mind off it. You know, let's go to the rink. You know, she's always skated because we're a skating family. But I said, let's skate a little bit. So we started skating. And, you know, one day, two days, three days in a row, which she had rarely ever done. And by the end of the week, I kind of looked at her and I was like, I was like, what? I'm like, Blair, like, like, you got something here. Like, I know you feel weird and it's not right. You know, because she's getting on speed skates, which she had only been on a handful of times and whatever. And I called Bonnie and I said, I said, she's got it. Like, wow. I feel like I'm skating behind you. Wow. And, you know, and I'm like, I don't know what it is. It's a feeling. Like, and, and a lot of times skaters will say that. Like, it's a, you know when a guy's really good. Like, yeah. the timing's right and the yeah. flow is right and just everything is right. And so she's like, okay, well, you think so? And I'm like, yeah. So we just loosely threw it out there. She picked on the bait a little bit, started skating, you know, more and more. And we never push it because, you know, I know how hard this sport is. Right. Um, right, And I don't want her to do something. And she's got, like you said, she's got to follow in Bonnie's footsteps first off. Her name is Blair. Add that in there. (laughs) You know, and then she's got to follow in what I did. So it was like, Blair, really, you don't have to do this. No, 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 I I, want to do this. And so... She's on really, this is her first year of that. She's already made two junior world championship teams, um, which that's all the best juniors 20 and under around the world. Um, and so she's on her third, this will be her third team for that. And then she's probably right around a second and a half away of the girls that will make the Olympic team. Um, and we still have two and a half years here until they pick the next Olympic team for China. Yeah. So, you know, I, she's got it. But the main message is, like we've talked about here, is, you know, be free. Do what you want to do in life and follow your passion and your dreams. Um, and regardless of how silly and crazy and outrageous people think those are, like, if this is what you want to do, do it. But do it hard and do it, you know, better and better work ethic than anybody else. And, and each year and each day and each week, um, both of our kids are picking up on that. And, they're, you know, weekly we have conversations, Steve, on, uh, on stuff like that, and they do listen. They they really were very grateful that they they actually listened to us. Where a lot of parents, I hear stories, and they don't want to listen to us, and you know, blah blah blah. And, and we say it in a way that that stimulates their thinking rather than, hey, you need to do this. It's like, hey, you know, just think about this, or what about this option? Um, and it and it just gives them a a more mature way of I think looking at it because to be the best musician or athlete or whatever it is it has to be on your terms right and it and 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 so we're trying to get her you know to feel like it's on her terms so when she does have that massive pressure on the global stage of trying to win the olympics and you know what a story this is going to be and all the cameras it's going to be a lot of load but if you're like you know what like i'm cool with it i've grown up with it I'm just going to send it and whatever happens. I love skateboard guys. 
Like, I love the, you know, snowboard guys and the skateboard. Like, you know, you got these guys flying, you know, 100 feet up in the air and landing and missing it, and they high-five each other. Yeah, and Get <laughs> back do. up, and they, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a great culture. And so we've tried to go with that culture, and no matter what happens, like failure or whatever, like, it's okay. It's not, oh, God, you didn't do so good today. It's, let's send it, and if we land on our feet, we land on our feet. And if we don't, we're going to pick our boards up, and we're going to we're gonna go back to the top of that thing which is crazy what those guys do and we're going to do it again well so, well here's the uh, deal you and bonnie are just not world-class athletes you're world-class parents because you got it figured out and man i can't thank you enough for spending a mississippi minute with me we've been with dave crookshank i'm gonna say it again dave crookshank 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 it's better than azar or azar or azar <laughs> anyway and you've been in the mississippi minute to keep mississippi beautiful studios dave thank you so much man thanks buddy look forward to seeing you on the course soon Okay, partner. See you later. Travel safe. Ciao. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. With humble beginnings all the way back to 1943, Guarantee Bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. We are proud to be your local big-time bank. So when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust, and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around, let Guarantee Bank, with its 17 convenient locations, help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.